All right, everyone, welcome back to the We Just Talk Wrestling podcast. Kyle Dillon and Christian back at it with another episode reviewing the Royal Rumble 2001 event. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. Give us a five-star rating if you could. But Dylan, what happened with WWE this week? All right, let's start with Monday Night Raw because it kind of ties into a news story that we have to talk about. (coughs) So Raw (laughs) kicks off with Cody Rhodes in the ring. Uh, This was pre-advertised that Cody was going to kick off Raw. Um, He was interrupted by Drew McIntyre, which cut, um, excuse me, which set up a really, really entertaining back and forth. Um, Between the two, there were references of Drew and Cody's match uh, from Ring of Honor, I believe, back in 2017. There was this whole talk about the last time they had a match, the last time they fought, the last time they fought, and then Cody with a mic drop moment was like, who won that match? And then walked out. Great, great opening segment. Uh, DIY defeated Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough in tag team action in quite possibly the best performance DIY has had on the main roster. Um, the crowd got really, really into what they are doing. Um, they're clearly setting up a DIY judgment day feud with what I think should happen with DIY taking the titles off of judgment day. Kyle thinks that'll happen potentially at WrestleMania. We'll see how we get there. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser defeated Xavier Woods via disqualification because Woods threw a chair at Kaiser. This was obviously in retribution uh, to Kaiser attacking Kofi. Remember, gouging the eyes and kicking his head into the steps. Uh, This was all set up because Walter, who returned to Raw this week, basically just gave a glowing endorsement to Ludwig Kaiser of like, hey, good job doing what you're doing. Um, Akira Tozawa got a surprising victory over Ivar with distraction from Maxine Dupree. Um, we got a pretty good promo segment between Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley. Um, Becky kind of going on and on about, you know, how she thinks that Rhea is better than her and she needs to prove that she's not and this and that. Kyle has said for a very long time that this is going to be a mania match. And it's, I called it the day after mania. Yep. Seems like, the seeds are now planted and we're, we're heading on that collision course. Does this mean that Becky's going to win the rumble? Uh, no, I, don't I, I, I don't think so. Cause she can get, uh, that is true. She can do the chamber. We'll see how we get there. But anyway, I mean, she already Damian said Priest. we'll see at Mania. So that is true. Damian Priest and Finn Balor defeated the team of the Miz and our truth. <laughs> um, we got the uh, debut of quite possibly the greatest, graphic i've ever seen on raw um as judgment day was making their entrance <laughs> uh, there's like the really cool ominous thing with the with the hooded figures and the sword and everything and then there's just this random live laugh love fucking archer's face is just bouncing around next to it um there were also backstage segments of r-truth giving everyone uh, their respective cuts of his now top selling merchandise in wwe and over and over, people asked, what about JD? And our truth goes, he's not on the shirt. He doesn't get a cut. <laughs> <laughs> and Priest is like, I mean, he makes a point. He's not on the shirt. Why should he get money? <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, our truth Judgment Day yeah. stuff has become very, very entertaining. I didn't like it at first. I was not a fan. I, I know. Really you're not, a, you're not a fan of the goofy stuff. I but think it's one of the best things they got going right now. I have been company. eating this up. It, obviously not on the same level, but reminds me of Sami Zayn with the bloodline. Oh, Sometimes you kind of need some sort of comedic, like, icebreaker. Even though Sami, 
ten times better than our truth. I just want to go out there and I, say that. I was gonna, but similar dynamics yeah. here, I feel. Are we gonna get is what they're turn on Judgment Day, <laughs> dude? Matt, I mean, Matt they, he, he's got to be action. the reason why they break up, right? He's got to be. The I reason. mean, a lot of lot of dirt sheets are saying that maybe the Miz and our truth take the tag titles. Off of Judgment Day, we'll see. You no, know, we'll actually, that that does make a lot of sense. Then you could put DIY in that showcase match. I could see it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark defeated the team of Natalia and Tegan Knox uh, when Baszler put Natalia in the Kirafuda clutch that in happened? the main event. Yeah, I think it was a blink and you miss it kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see it. I didn't even know what happened. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't know. That. Anyway, <clears throat> main event of the show, uh, as advertised, World Heavyweight Championship match between Seth Rollins and Jinder Mahal. Match goes on about ten minutes. Pretty good back and forth overall. A um, lot of drama at the end of it. Um, which which member of Indusheer hit Rollins with the briefcase? It it anyway. wasn't it wasn't Veer. It was the other dude. Thank you. Okay. Well, regardless. <clears throat> um, it was not Shanky. I remember Shanky because Shanky used to dance. He's, okay. he's caught. He's on the roster. Yeah, Shanky's gone. I don't know who the other guy is, but I know Veer's one. Veer doesn't even go by Veer anymore. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Um, a member – well, actually, Damian Priest comes down and starts kind of distracting uh, with teasing a cash-in. One member of Indusheer eventually gets a hold of the briefcase, hits Rollins with it, which goes into the Coloss, and I think everyone held their collective breath. Probably Christian more than anyone because we thought, oh no, lightning struck twice and Jinder Mahal is a world champion again. Rollins with the kick out eventually hits the stop and Seth Rollins does successfully defend the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, before we get into SmackDown, it was reported that Rollins may have been banged up in that match and it was confirmed, I believe today or yesterday, that Seth Rollins has a torn MCL and partially torn meniscus. Now, right before we got on to recording, some positive news has come from this. I think everyone thought the worst. Christian probably, again, more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the last update that we saw, again, we'll just kind of see how it plays out. From what we know, Rollins is going to kick off Raw on the upcoming episode. So I'm sure we'll get a lot of details there. But speculation is that with surgery and proper rehab, his injury is at the four to six week mark which still puts him clearly ready to go for Mania if that timeline is accurate. Just and some saying, say too, even... he, he, uh, he would also make Elimination Chamber at four to six weeks, potentially. Yes. Now, this isn't the first time that Rollins has had a seemingly scary knee injury close to Mania. Remember, before Mania mm-hmm. 33, I believe he tore his meniscus in a brawl with um, Samoa Joe, and everyone thought that, oh, there's no way he's going to make it to Mania. He did make it there and him and triple H probably stole the show at mania 33. I think that's a pretty safe assessment. Mm-hmm. So this wouldn't be the first time Rollins has had to do this. If, if the report is accurate, I guess we'll find out more on Monday, but look, Rollins hasn't been advertised for anything come Royal rumble. I'm sure that would have changed, but maybe that's why they did such a random, mm-hmm. um, title defense because maybe Rollins is just going to be in a backstage segment or maybe ringside for the rumble, maybe doing, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I saw people mm-hmm. saying maybe he's doing guest commentary for the men's match. I don't know. Um, which Rollins getting a night off, I think is very well deserved. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So I, I I don't know. I mean, at that timeline, I I don't think you need to strip him of the title if it's obviously more severe. That's a different bridge to cross. But if this report is accurate, we could get Seth Rollins come Mania time. Um, real quick, what do you guys think before we dive into SmackDown? Yeah, it, I I didn't even think about that. That this was like his big title match, you know, around the Royal Rumble. I didn't even think. Well, you just do it two weeks later, so he didn't have to do it at the Rumble. I didn't even think about that. So that's because yeah, he's not because he's not yeah. in like a real feud. Yeah, that, that's I mean, you're not just gonna. Point. Yeah. yeah, you're not just gonna throw something together. So I don't even think Rollins was supposed to wrestle at the Rumble. I think he's he's gonna appear. No hmm. questions about that. Yeah, that, that's actually really interesting. That's a good way to look at it. Uh, I'm just gonna quickly touch Raw down again the Rollins stuff. Um, Raw was at, it was a pretty good show. I, I it had its ups and downs. Even its downs have story progression coming out of it. Candice Ray and Indy get a big win. You know, they had a backstage segment with uh, with Shayna and Zoe, so that's stirring something up. Probably going to do some kind of mixed tag with Ivar and Sarah Logan or Valhalla versus uh, Tazawa and Maxine. But we do get um, Ivar and Chad Gable next week out of it, so that's, uh, that should be Valhalla's pretty good moving forward. supposed to be wrestling someone next week, I believe, as well. Hmm. Yeah, so Who's that tease? Uh, well, they kind of teased her and Maxine again, yeah. but I don't know. Christian, go ahead. I'm going to try and do some research. No, but uh, real quick. So yeah, so that's a, so many raw. I overall, um, you know, when you, when you get to around this time, the, the Rollins stuff was a free accident. They're really just trying to get to the rumble. You have a lot of mid card talent on this show. Um, mm-hmm. They're really trying to avoid injuries like this. Obviously what did happen. So you're, you're only going to have one big star because you, you, obviously you have to sell these big venues. Um, so Rollins will be able to do that. Um, but yeah, they, the, the accident, you know, came off. I think he did like the Swanton and then went for the moonsault. I think he, I think he overlanded the moonsault and fell on, like fell right on the MCL or whatever. And it, it looked pretty nasty when you go watch it back. So obviously See, I didn't notice anything. When you look at his, is it his left MC? I think it's on his left. Yeah, it's his left. On his left leg. Uh, go watch it again. It actually looked pretty brutal. He overshot it by about an inch. But um, yeah, I mean, this obviously, if he misses Mania, it's awful news. Um, but if if we have to have an injury come Mania time and it's Rollins, I'd rather have him, you know, miss a month and be ready for Mania. So. Yep. We'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll get him there. And obviously he's not losing. So like, no, yeah, it would be great to have him on elimination chamber, but you know, it's just another successful title defense and it could be a potential injury um, there. And then, you know, that would set him up missing mania, but um, hopefully four to six weeks, get him back and uh, him and punk can uh, potentially um, main event night one. And I think it would be a banger. I, I think Rollins and punk would be really good. Well, I'm just going to start off by saying this ruined my whole weekend. I had woken up from a nap, seen the news, and I was like, well, my weekend's ruined. I just do not care. I I feel sick for him. He does not deserve this at all. He's done everything in his power to make the title reign feel good. I know there's <clears> about <throat> him, but for one, nobody deserves to get hurt like that. I don't care what you think about a person or a certain wrestler. They, they don't deserve it. Now, for me, when it's personal, it's your favorite wrestler. It just—it almost ruins all intrigue for me to watch Raw until he comes back. Honestly, I, I really like Raw. I've liked what Raw's done past year and a half, but I 
I felt I feel empty now that he's not going to be on Raw, and that just really hurts. And I, I I really don't even want to talk about it anymore. I want to move on. Yeah, I I do think there's still a lot of intrigue on Raw. Um, you know, maybe not as much as on SmackDown, which we'll get to. But uh, you know, Rollins is a great performer. He'll uh he'll bounce back, and um, I, I'm very sure that we'll see him at Mania Dillon. But uh, let's get into SmackDown. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> so SmackDown. So, unfortunately, my work schedule got changed, so I'm going to run through these results and let these guys kind of fill in the blanks because I, unfortunately, was forced to miss SmackDown this week. All right, <clears throat> Legato Del Fantasma. I guess the new Legato Del Fantasma, mm-hmm. apparently. Uh, Santos, Angel, and Humberto defeated the LWO, the team of um, Carlito, uh, Joaquin Wilde, and Cruz. Uh, the British strong style, Tyler Bate, and um, I think we can finally all. Yes, sir. Yes, it is confirmed. There is no more Butch. Yes, he was announced on SmackDown tonight. I did see this. Yes, I saw it on my phone right before we started recording. Was announced on SmackDown officially as Pete Dunn, uh, and oh, the team of Tyler God. Bate and Pete Dunn uh, defeated Pretty Deadly in tag action. I've liked what Pretty Deadly has done, mm-hmm. so I would assume yeah, they're growing a pretty good match. Yeah, they're growing um, There was a tag team championship match. Uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter uh, successfully retain the tag team titles against the Unholy Union, I believe is mm-hmm. what they're called now. Uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Uh, there was a vignette of the now-named Final Testament group, uh, which is Carrying uh, Cross and AOP with, with Scarlet and Paul Ellering. Um, and Carmella Hayes hasn't challenged Austin Theory to a rematch, but Grayson Waller is the one who accepted it. That's yep. what I'm seeing it here. It was really economy. good. Planting seeds. <clears throat> um, the big thing of SmackDown, the overgrowing theme of SmackDown, is getting the contract signed for the Royal Rumble Fatal 4-Way match uh, between Roman, Randy, LA Knight, and AJ Styles. Um, I saw a clip right before we started recording. Paul Heyman kind of going on and on saying about how this match is unfair to the tribal chief um, and that Roman Reigns was not going to be here to sign the contracts. He refuses. Um, Nick Aldis being one of the best general managers I've seen in quite some time mm. um, basically says, well, we have three signatures on this contract with everyone who's willing to participate Um and I have no problem making this a triple threat match for the vacant <laughs> WWE championship if I have to, which causes Paul to fucking stumble back to the ring. Anyway, um, speaking of those names, um, LA Knight defeated AJ Styles uh, via disqualification after Solo Sokoa got involved, hitting Knight with the Samoan Spike. Again, this is all just Roman trying to get the upper hand, I presume, for the Rumble, trying to take out his competitors. As normal. Yes. However, Randy Orton defeats Solo Sokoa after hitting Sokoa with the RKO. Uh, So he wins via pinfall. And then it says here that by the end of the night, tell me how we get here, but Randy Orton is the one standing tall. Yeah, he RKO'd everyone. uh, So just basically took everyone out. Okay. Roman went for the spear and... As he was going for the spear, or an RKO'd him. Yeah, dude, and dude, dude Christian Roman sold oh, the yeah. hell out of that. That was oh, great, I, dude. I don't know if you guys remember this, but when the Shield broke up and Roman first split as a singles guy, 
his first big feud was Randy Orton. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they ran a similar spot to what you guys described. Roman going for the spear and Randy hitting this like very quick RKO. Like the RKO um, out of nowhere, basically. Yeah, which I mean, Randy literally hits that thing from anywhere and it's it's awesome. Absolutely love the RKO. Yeah. Um you want me to get in the SmackDown done. Yeah, so I mean that's what I have in front of me, so you guys can kind of take over and fill in yeah, a lot of the Yeah, the, uh, SmackDown I thought was an excellent show. Um, just a lot of story progression. Seems Obviously, like uh, Legado del Fantasma getting the win over a roll up with Carlito. Obviously, we're just trying to get to when Ray comes back, which I presume is going to be maybe the Legado del Fantasma versus Andrade, Ray, and Dragon Lee potentially at Mania. I think that'd be a really interesting um, what combination there. Uh, who? What about Carlito? He'd probably be ringside. I mean, who are you going to pick, Andrade or Carlito? I mean, I love Carlito, but I would, if Andrade's a well, I think I think they have one match uh, because Carlito's over enough to carry it, but I wouldn't be against Andrade getting involved at a bigger stage. Yeah, 100%. So, so obviously, we, we go to that. We had <laughs> potentially, I think, was the best thing of the night was Logan Paul and <laughs> KO uh, yeah. segment, just back and forth. Long-term story. Don't remember from WrestleMania in 221. Uh, the first WrestleMania with the crowd back. Uh, it was Owens who stunned Logan Paul at his first yep. WrestleMania. So they referenced that. Um, I just, I loved everything about it. Um, the Austin Theory stuff, plant the seed that he's turning babyface. He's not a great heel. He's not like a great heel. And I hope he goes back to like what he was in the way. Um, mm-hmm. Just to, like this really like kind of goofy character. But because he is a fantastic wrestler. But um, I, I just don't think, like, Grayson's a great heel. But um, I, I just don't think he can, like, live up to, like, being, like, a great heel. So, I think he's definitely turned babyface and then, you know, that's the right call. Um, the Pete Dunn stuff, uh, come on now. I mean, I, I, I've loved, loved, loved uh, the presentation. Uh, they said bruiser weight in the match. Um, Chris, I don't know if you saw his mannerisms. He's turning heel very soon. Yeah. Um, are they leading to potentially bait and done at WrestleMania? I mean, Dylan, you know a little bit about that match. I mean, it'd be but, it'd be a Triple H thing to book, definitely. Yeah. For so a, that for that is potentially that is potentially something that could maybe or maybe at the Elimination Chamber. Um, the women's tag team match was also excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not buying a whole lot of stock in the what what they called the unholy what. Unholy, unholy union. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not buying stock in that. I do like them, but I, I think uh, Kaylee Ray needs to change her name back to Kaylee Ray and be singles. But I love uh, Chance and Carter together. I think they are spectacular, and they're setting up um, a uh, tag team match with uh, Kabuki Warriors next week. So just everything's got story, uh, story progression, I've, and um, obviously they're setting up the Fatal Four Way stuff. Aldis is very involved. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, what does Orton do at Mania? Does Orton do Aldis like I predicted? I think I'd I, love that. I because uh, what uh, Christian, we'll uh, we'll let you kind of get in, but w- what do you think, real quick? What do, what do you think Orton does at Mania if if it's not Cody? If, what do you think he does if it's not Cody? I still stand by that it's going to be Solo because Solo's been a bigger problem to Orton right now recently. Back, 
Right. But he did beat him tonight, though, remember? Yeah, he did just beat him clean, right? He beat, Yeah, he beat him pretty clean tonight. I think we're going to see something at the Rumble where Solo Solo spikes Orton so he can't win. I, I mean, I think yeah. during the match, we get a spot where Orton RKO's Roman and the ring is cleared. He goes for the cover, Solo interrupts. I mean, yeah, costing someone a title would definitely and Jay's be a way to set it up. Obviously too, yeah. Well, Jay's going to face <sighs> Yeah, well, Jay, yeah, Jay's facing Jimmy, but I would love if Jay came out when Jimmy came out to try and get involved, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The pop that would happen. I would prefer... But who knows? Uh, <clears throat> they're setting up Jay Uso to face Walter. I forgot to mention that on Raw. Yeah, they are. And that's probably going to be at Chamber. He could... I don't want to say it. He's he could it. he could beat Walter for that time. I mean, I would be okay with it. He's over what? enough, I feel like. And, and Walter's going to move on to world title stuff, I think, post-Mania. So, what? so you would do Walter and Lesnar non-title? Why not? Yeah. I think it makes it a little less predictable. I think Walter wins regardless, but I don't think they need a title on the line. Brock so, Brock going for the IC title makes no sense, but Brock going it, after an unstoppable guy like Walter makes perfect and sense. And then how, how do you get Jimmy against a Raw guy for a Raw title? I don't know, dude. Now you're asking me too many questions. So, like, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, they're trying to respect the brand a little bit. But, uh, Christian, what did you think of uh, SmackDown? No, I thought SmackDown hit it out of the park. And um, the damage control stuff next week, there's a tag title match. Uh, Cat and Zero and – or not Cat and Zero, Carter and Chance. You got me stuck on Cat and Zero now. It is Casey Cat and Zero. That is her real name. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that one's not as bad, though. The Chance is not as bad as the other one. Like, I watched her on American Ninja Warrior. Like, that is her real yeah. name. She's yep. from American – oh, that's cool, actually. She won where it, she came from. Uh, she either she... won or did really good. Regardless, yeah. she was like a fan favorite. Yeah. I really like that show too, by the way. But anyway, yeah, great stuff. Speak their face and damage control for the tag titles. I think Bailey's going to cost them because they, they're not winning the tag titles next week. Not no, Bailey week. has to cost them. Yeah, yeah you have to. Bailey yeah. cost them for that story of damage control breaking up, which does lead to, of course, Bailey winning the Rumble next Saturday. Which I think she's got to. I think it's the only. And then you set up her challenging Rhea, and then. That, and then the turn happens. Yes, and then you go to EO. Yep. And then Dakota wins Money in the Bank, which I am 100% sticking to that prediction. I mean, it's it's, it's a very likely possibility. I'd rather have her than Chelsea, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I would, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, also, um, real quick before we head to AEW, there was a – Christian, you see the little segment um, where Solo took the blame for Jimmy – yeah, last week. Yeah, he's... and then Solo was like, "Dude, I'm not going to fail you tonight, Roman." And then he lost. Mm-hmm. So, so yep. I, I mean, th- th- this it, ha- it has to be Cody because they're leading everything for Roman to be alone. It yep. has to be Cody. It literally has to be Cody at Mania because everything's aligning to it. Yep. So they're trying to do Solo and Roman at Mania. No, no I don't think that sells tickets. I no. love so. And you can do that. and you can do the Rock and Roman at SummerSlam. You can do it like Friday after. Yeah, who says Mania it has to be before you can Mania? Set that up. Yeah, who says it has to be before Mania? Do you, really, you can do it after Mania. Do you really think WWE is going to not do it at Mania though? That's the thing. That, that, we well, don't even know if the, the Rock is ready. He shows up once. We haven't seen him since. He he has that new football league, the UFL or whatever it's called. You know, he's, he's going to be really busy, and he's got movies. He's going to be very busy. So I think I think SummerSlam. 
I think Kyle convinced me. I forgot about the the United Football League or whatever. Yeah, um, he's gonna be very busy. That he's heavily involved in. So mm-hmm. yeah, why not do that match at SummerSlam where he, he might have more? Pre- we don't even. And also, that gives him more time to get in ring shape. We don't even know if The Rock is, has been. Yeah, we don't training as far as we, wrestling is concerned. Yeah, we don't want him to hit one move like he didn't get winded and barely yeah. talk. So and he he himself is the one. I remember like vividly. He said that like. Ring shape and just like general shape are very different. Where it looks like The Rock could go tomorrow, he has mentioned that like the conditioning of wrestling is very important, and that's why he kept pushing back appearing at Mania because they would ask him too too late. Well, and that's easily going 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, with yes. Roman, you you can, you're not doing a five minute match. You have to move constantly in wrestling. Yep, there's no break. Well, I mean, well, they probably have some rest spots for The Rock. Yeah, but. I mean, yeah. a lot of Roman matches are rest spots anyway. Yeah. Mm, not yeah. recently, but... It really depends on the opponent. Fatal 4-Way won't, I'll tell you that. Oh. No, man, I'm very excited for that. But WWE was loaded this week, a lot to talk about. But, um, yeah, I, I, I still think it was a very successful week for them this week. But, uh, all right, uh, Christian, again to the uh, EW this week. Yeah, really quick before I dive into Dynamite, I do want to cover a quick news story, and uh, it is about Kenny Omega. So last month, of course, we talked about it. He was revealed he had the sphere godforsaken diverticulitis. If you guys don't know what it is, take your time, do some research on it. It's really horrible stuff, and it's happened to a lot of wrestlers and combat athletes over the over time. But um, so as of last week, it was mentioned that he had not had surgery due to the inflation being so severe that. Yeah said that it is not safe for him to have surgery at this moment. So for another six or seven weeks, he's going to rest. And, um, and when the time frame hits, he's going to determine if it's safe to have surgery. Right now, it's not looking too promising for Omega. And it does say, which this is even worse, I cringed when I heard this, if he does indeed have surgery... Expect to be without Kenny Omega for at least another year. Oh, easy. Now, That's on the low he, side, I assume. He is be for some reason he is being advertised for the March twentieth AEW show in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He's not making. And all reports are saying do not expect him anytime in the next at least three months. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. He, maybe he could do some over the jumbotron, but he, I don't think he's. He shouldn't be anywhere in the wrestling. Even kind of promo, just maybe have him at home do it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have him. I you know I wouldn't push him. But you know, Omega's one of their biggest draws. I would say so. Who they're gonna be missing him, and they're and they're without MJF too. So that's that's gonna be really interesting. Uh, Dylan, what you got on it? Yeah, I mean it's it's. I hate hearing about you know these big stars getting hurt i mean we talked about rollins um omega obviously this isn't really an injury um more or less a a illness and just you know just bad stuff going on with him but um i hope everything turns out great um and i hope this isn't the last we've seen of kenny omega it doesn't seem like the reports are suggesting that but you kind of never know um Forget just being a big draw for AEW. Kenny Omega is a big draw in wrestling. Oh, like, oh yeah. Period. I mean, everyone has considered that guy oh, one of oh. 
or or the top performers in the world for the last oh. what five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years maybe. Um, his name is name is consistently brought up, and he's gone through some health stuff. Whether you know he took a lot of time off, not too terribly long ago, because he was just so banged up, and now you add this to it. Um, wish Kenny nothing but the best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll be go here. ahead. So I do have a couple quick rampage notes from what I paid attention to. Um, for some reason, Chris Jericho beat Matt Seidel. <laughs> I, I don't know. Next. And then in the main event of Rampage, another random match, Darby Allen defeated Jeff Hardy. But this match was kind of a fucking banger, actually. You guys can go back and watch it happen. <laughs> I thought that match ruled. But Jeff can still go a little bit. Let's go to Dynamite, though. So Christian Cage put his TNT title on the line against Dustin Rhodes. Not sure why. Um, unless I missed something last week, which I probably did. He did defeat Dustin Rose to retain. Uh, obviously, Kill Switch and Nick Wayne was at ringside. By the way, have you guys seen the comments on social media about Nick Wayne's mom? <laughs> oh my god, go look them up. You will not be disappointed. Anyways, I'm getting carried away. We had tag team match at tag team action with Orange Cassidy teaming up with Trent Beretta to defeat Penta and Commander, post-match, the Undisputed Kingdom came out, and we got the challenge made for Revolution. Roderick Strong is going to challenge Orange Cassidy for the international title at Revolution, like I said. The match be good. Um, Roderick Strong's going to win. For, yep. But uh, I think it has to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, so Mark Briscoe came out. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And he gave, it's been a year now. He gave a full tribute to his brother Jay. His nephews and nieces were out there, and it—if it didn't bring a tear to your eye, you have no heart. I'm sorry, dude. They—they the nieces that were in the car know. with Jay when the accident. Oh my gosh, do that. Just just imagine what they the basis. It's it's hard. I know wrestling fans with them. Oh man. Hey, them them having a smile on their face uh, did make the whole night though. Yes, yes, it did. Absolutely. I'm glad they were there, you know, smiling away. Uh, we missed Jay, by the way. Yep. Anyways, for the ROH Trio's tag team titles, Bullet Club Gold defeated the Mogul Embassy. So uh, one of the best wrestlers in the whole world in Jay White is a Trio's guy now. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of next, and I got beef, I'll, I'll talk about this match my dummy moment later. Deanna Prazo did defeat Anna Jay. Um, that's all I'm going to say for now because I got issues with this. Not, not with the actual match or the winners itself. The match was actually pretty good. I've got an issue with other things that happened during this match. I like Anna Jay. I, 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 I think she's still a little green, but I, I really think, I think she also might be a WWE girl one day. It, dude, especially if you could make her and put her in NXT for a little bit. I think she fits. And when she's in there with a w- woman like Deanna Perazzo, I mean. Maybe yeah, I'll, and she's going to make her look good. But yep. I, I've got a beef this match. I'll touch on the dummy moment. All right, moving on to more tag action. Private Party defeated Top Flight after Quinn grabbed the top rope on a pin combination. Dude, he went nuts on the entrance. You see him? Yes. Dude, he was going nuts. <laughs> it was awesome. Dude, it's something that Dylan does every morning. But go on. I know, right? 100%. But uh, by the way, two young and up-and-coming tag teams in AW. Uh, keep an eye out for them. It's yeah. a event. The world title AEW championship match. Samoa Joe defeated Hook in a pretty solid match. 
Post-match, the win was not good enough for Samoa Joe, so he hit Hook with another muscle buster, which led to Adam Page coming out and basically shooing off Samoa Joe to the ramp. So they cut to Adam Page, and they cut to Prince Nana and Swerve Strickland sitting ringside. So I don't know. Do you do Swerve versus Page in a number one contenders match now? or do you- I, I, I would do triple threat. I think you save Swerve. Mm-hmm. I, I I would say swear for another, because he then he can like completely at a big show take out Page, and then and then he gets a one on one and that, takes the belt. There's gonna be another Page and Swerve one on one match. I feel like they're, they're, yeah, I can see it. So I mean, I, I'm okay with it, especially after that one. Hook looked good too. Hook uh, Joe yeah. made Hook look really uh, really good. Hook Joe was a lot better than Gender and Rollins. Even before the injury, Gender Rollins was nothing special. Um, you know, like Gender is, you know, not not the best pro wrestler. He's not bad, but um, Hook, I thought, was I, I personally didn't love the kick out one to the Muscle Buster. I think it made the move look a little weak. I agree. But um, but but everything else, I I liked it. At the same time, I kind of get why they did the angle because it's kind of an angle of. He's not backing down without, you know, really fighting and taking this to the very end. I would have rather had him just get up from the Carefoot Clutch, like, really quick. Because then it, it uh, keeps the muscle buster protected. But, yeah, just a little thing. I see what you mean, yeah. Yep. Bill, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I thought <clears throat> Dynamite was was solid for the most part. I thought the hook match was was much better than I think we all thought it would be going in. By the way, Tony would be nice, uh, be happy to know that um, cagematch.net gave it like an 8.5 out of 10 <laughs> and only gave Jinder and Rollins like a 4.8. Um, so Tony is is sitting happy somewhere. Also, look, <clears throat> I don't have 100% of preference what goes on with Swerve. I just need two things. One, he just appears on TV. Mm-hmm. And two, by the end of 2024, he is a world champion. He will. Because that, yeah. Yeah, that guy's got world champion written all over him. And if he doesn't win that belt, doesn't have to be soon, doesn't have to be at Revolution, but like double or nothing or even all in in August. All in would be great. That guy, that guy needs the world title and he needs it. That, yeah, I think I, more than anyone else on that roster. I, I would save I, – I would do it before all in because I – I think the match that I would do, you want a big time match. I would do Swerve and Osprey at, at All In. At All In for the yeah. title. For the title. Because 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 in your uh-huh. in your scenario, Swerve will already be champion. I think Does Swerve wins it May. So the next pay per view after so Revolution. That's a double or nothing, right? He wins a double or nothing one on one, and then he faces Osprey. So does Osprey take the title off of him? No. So here's not in not in England. No. That just that plays up to swerve. Here, here's my thing. Since um, since MJF is going to be at the Rumble next Saturday. Oh shit! <laughs> he's not coming to take his little title. So Adam Cole's got to take that title off somebody. So eventually, Swerve's going to have to lose one to Adam Cole because MJF's not coming back, guys. I'm sorry. He's- has he has the Adam Cole story already kind of died down a little bit for you guys? Yes. Because it has for yep. me a little bit. It's well, of... I think I think it's because MJF isn't there. Yeah. And he won't be again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Next week. Yeah, next week. You heard it here first. <laughs> and and, and to, the, to the viewers, you guys 
joking. I'm not fucking joking. I don't know. Maybe, I be... maybe Cody Cody's replacement for Roman is is MJF, according to Christian. Yeah, I'd be okay. MJF. Yeah, man, they'll just yeah. give. Yeah, they'll they'll maybe they do MJF Rock. Who knows? Oh, that's what you do. <laughs> no, fuck Roman. <laughs> no, hey, the, hey, the promos would be great. Then I can lie. No, but but seriously, to the viewers, I'm not kidding. I am I am telling myself. I am convincing myself. MJF's going to be at the Rumble next week. And he is w he is WWE bound. He will be a world champion by the end of twenty twenty four in WWE. Book it, book bookmark. It is just not gonna happen. Yes, it is. Book, <laughs> viewers, bookmark this time. Hey, hey on, we'll see it. We'll on see. December thirty first of twenty twenty four. Go back and listen to this episode. Bookmark this timestamp. Hey, and, if Con, yeah. if Tony Khan let him do that and just appear at the Rumble, oh, dude, that would be sick. But. Well, but yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I I think some people are going to be very disappointed because I also don't think Mercedes shows up like some people do want. But oh, I, I don't think so either. Um, I I think she's absolutely AW bound, but we'll see. Um, all right, TNA so bound. Yeah, absolutely. But um, so that is it for AW this week. Um, speaking of TNA, they had their hard to kill pay per view, which is last Saturday. I watched I watched it live, so let's talk about. It. Overall, the show delivered. Uh, every match, um, I thought, was either, like, it hit expectations or was even a little bit better. Uh, Jody Threat uh, and Danny Luna shined in Ultimate X. Shaw winning was absolutely the right move. Uh, Triple Threat X Division title match was a banger. Uh, Trinity had her best TNA match against Jordan Grace. My personal match of the night was Hammerstone Alexander. Um, but shortly behind was the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team title match. TNA was really hyping up this event. Like, so some, you know, big free agent was coming. And we saw the back of someone coming out of a limo. And it wasn't Mercedes. And instantly, I absolutely know who it was. It is formerly known as Dana Brooke, a.k.a. Ash by Elegance, is now TNA bound and has officially signed the contract. Moose defeated Alex Shelley, like uh, Christian and I predicted, to become TNA world champion. As he and the system were celebrating, out comes the real free agent signing, Nick Nemeth, who is also TNA bound, which is a big pickup for them. Um, here's the thing. I don't think it was a great show. I think it was more like good to very good. The thing is, TNA, I mean, even since, you know, 05, 06, they've always had issues filling out an entire card and being consistent without filler. Um, something is still missing, but they are really close. Uh, I do want to send a congratulations to the TNA on a really good night. Uh, Dylan, any thoughts on the results? Look, I said that Nick was showing up after that yep. that main event. Mm-hmm. And there he was with his fucking... Dude, that dude looks shredded. By mm-hmm. the way. <laughs> oh my god, he's in great shape. Um, no, I thought TNA really set themselves up um, for some big stuff. I didn't see a ton of hoopla about the Dana Brooks signing, and I think it's because of of Ziggler showing up. But that that is a much bigger signing than I think people are giving credit for. I get yeah. it's not on the level of Mercedes, uh, who, by the way, was reportedly spotted at the event with Bailey. Yeah, she was with Bailey. Yep, Ooh. just chilling out watching the show. Um, and I and I told you guys, if Mercedes doesn't show up at Hard to Kill, I just don't see when her showing up at TNA makes She's not any, going to TNA. any sense. So, yeah, we're kind of out the window there. Yep. She didn't show up at World's End. 
obviously AEW does have Revolution coming up. It's, it's one of the kinda, two. It's yeah, one of the two. All it's signs, Rumble or Rumble. Yeah, all signs are pointing that she's either going to show up at the Rumble or she's going to show up at Revolution. Yep. I think that's where we're at now with her. Um, but I really like the Dana signing. I think that's going to turn out to be fruitful for them. I, I hope she's good for them, man. I really hope. I, I yep. She's not a fan favorite. I, I really hope she proves people wrong. Yep. But as far as the rest of the card, um, I unfortunately wasn't able to watch it live, but I've gone back and watched um, as much as I could, and I really like the direction that TNA is going. Um, Moose is champion. I know it wasn't my pick, but you know, happy for the guy, and I think for this new era of TNA, even though Alex Shelley is an OG, we're going into the new TNA. Remember, we mm. can't just keep harking on, on yep. the past, and, and the Motor City Machine Guns are still going to be positioned beautifully on the card, as, as they deserve, but um, really excited for Moose, and, and seeing where, where Nemeth falls in here, and really, really exciting stuff for TNA. All right, Christian, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say I'm really happy Moose got his moment. Uh, he's he's far and away deserved this moment for a couple of years now. Uh, of course, his last title reign felt the hands of Josh Alexander, which I'm not complaining about because obviously we love Alexander around here. Um, but Moose, he's been a big part of Impact through well, what I can honestly say has been a last rough couple of years. Uh, they had their good moments, but... Ups and down. Yep. Yeah, it, it was a lot of, you know, questionable stuff in creative, but th- this pay-per-view felt like, what I like to say, a step in the right direction, a good stepping stone for them. Uh, Dana Brooke, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, sour on her for her WWE stuff, but that was, that was a bad creative team. Um, this is a new one. I'm still not a huge fan of Scott DeMore in creative, I, but I do think he's making leaps and progress. And uh, obviously Nick Nemeth signing, the, the, you know, there's your next feud, Ziggler versus, or excuse me, Nemeth versus Moose for the world title. That's going to be set in stone. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to see where uh, TNA is going in their direction. I think they're on a good path right now. Yeah, and um, I, I really think Hammerstone is going to sign with TNA. Yeah, so that could oh, be 100%. a big time pickup. And he he's also a main eventer, so they, they got some really good stuff coming. Yep. So um but uh, that is it for TNA. Uh Indies Tom, are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. So I'll go through this pretty quickly. Uh this week I'll be highlighting Independent Wrestling Federation, based out of North Arlington, New Jersey. Talk about some of the action with Robert Atkins beating Casey Vanilla to win the IWF American title. Janko Sons defeated Rico Gold. Charles Gatson beat Glenn Burgess in singles action. In the main event, Sage retained his IWF heavyweight title against Brian Atkins again. Um, he wrestled uh, two times to cap off a very fun night of action. My MVP of the night, though, goes to Casey Bonilla. I was really impressed by Casey's athleticism, balance, and overall potential. So go check out Independent Wrestling Federation on YouTube. Awesome stuff. We will be sure to tag both the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week. So you guys can give them a like and a follow. And if there's a promotion or wrestler that you would like Kyle to highlight as part of his indie segment, please send those suggestions our way via social media. You guys already follow us. You know where to find us. Yep, absolutely. And uh, New Jersey, a very big state for independent pro or independent wrestling. So 
Yep. Um, that kind of surprised me as I've been doing this. But uh, Dylan, uh, Superstar Spotlight, who do you got? All right, my Superstar Spotlight, I'm just going to kind of continue this uh, this little TNA hype that we're kind of on, I feel like, this week. So my uh, Superstar Spotlight goes to Steve Macklin. For those Love. who don't know, Steve Macklin was signed to WWE for a whopping seven years. Um, he signed in 2014 and began performing at the, or excuse me, uh, began training at the Performance Center. Um, he later debuted on NXT uh, in a losing effort to CJ Parker. In February of 2018, he was put in a team with Jackson Riker and Wesley Blake, known as the Forgotten Sons. They had a brief run, um, or excuse me, they had a pretty lengthy run in NXT, uh, but a pretty brief run on SmackDown. Some other stuff kind of got in the way, which we're not really going to get into, but the Forgotten Sons, their push that was set up on SmackDown was was halted um, for, some, for some things. Um, and eventually he does get cut from WWE, but he has landed very nicely in what is formerly now known as Impact Wrestling, now TNA again. Um, and as we kind of mentioned all these new signings, one thing that was left out, uh, Nick Nemeth at his uh, debut promo mm-hmm. interrupted by Steve Macklin. And it seems like all signs are pointing towards um, Ziggler's first feud in TNA being against Steve Macklin. I think that match is going to rule whenever it does happen. I think it's next week. Yep. Is it next week? I thought I they were going to so. save it a little longer. Um, okay, I would have fleshed that out a little longer than next week. Maybe they do regardless. DQ. Maybe they do DQ and at the next you know, yeah, TV. I can see that happen. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve Macklin has been positioned very well in TNA for quite some time, it feels like, since he got there in 2021. Now poised for um, what I thought would be a pretty high-profile feud against uh, Nick Nemeth, formerly known as Dolph Ziggler. Um, he is also a former uh, Impact Wrestling World Champion as well. And in 2023, he was number 41 on the PWI 500. Oh, by the way, he's also a Wrestling Evolver Champion one time. So uh, shout-out Steve Macklin. Yeah, and he is also married to Dion Perrazzo, So Yes, he is. Shout-out Steve Macklin. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Love, uh, I do. I love Steve Macklin. But uh, Christian, what do you got? Or really quick, Steve Macklin, he's a fantastic heel. Yep. Yep. All right. So I wanted to kind of touch on a hero of sorts. It'll make sense. So I'm doing Ryback this week. I'm joking. I fucking hate you. So I, I seriously, seriously, I do want to touch on a hero. Uh, my superstar spotlight goes to Shad Gaspard. Of course, we all know what happened. I'll dive into that. So let's talk about his WWE stuff first. I am not too familiar what he was doing before his WWE stuff. He debuted on the main roster in 2006 with, of course, who would be his long-term tag team partner, JTG. They made a team called 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 Crime Time. They would go through some tag runs, could never get over the hump. In about mid to late 2009, they got a little bit of a push, and... Eventually, they did just fall short to the then tag team champions and Chris Jericho on the big show. They would go on, do some mid-card tag team stuff. And on a SmackDown in 2010, I remember this vividly, Shad Gaspard would turn on JTG, turning heel. They would go through a few. They had a pay-per-view match. Then after that, Gaspard was kind of relegated to at what was called at the time Superstars, Thursday Night Superstars, if you guys remember that. Yep. Oh, yeah. 
Dylan and I remember when it kicked off with Matt Hardy and Undertaker's man. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Oh, wow. That's interesting. We were in, we we talked were about in math sixth class. grade. Yep. Yes. I remember literally I, we were in the back of the room. I literally remember talking about this with Mason. Like literally remember the conversation. But go on. I have to go back and watch that. That's just. Wow. Yes. But uh, anyways, he would be released quietly by WWE in 2012. He did do some independent work. The work is unknown where he was or what exactly he was doing. He then retired from wrestling, uh, went quiet for a few years. Then, unfortunately, in 2019, it was reported that Chad Gaspard had died trying to save his son from drowning. It was, um, what was it described as? It was a tidal wave, I think. And his son got saved, but Gaspard unfortunately got caught under a big log under the wave and was not saved. He passed away that day. Uh, I just wanted to bring him up tonight because he's really a hero. Um, he, he got critiqued a lot for his wrestling, but there's no doubt type man he is. He literally risked his whole entire life just to save his son, and he unfortunately passed away in the whole process. So, uh, big-time big hero, and uh, we will never forget you, Shad. No, he's – yeah, I always liked Shad even in WWE, but, you know, after this story and what kind of – father and person that he is or that he was i mean it's unbelievable and uh there's it's crazy that he's gone there's even reports and stuff that say that he was truly a great man and he cared for the people around him he loved his family more than anything and all his friends loved him and he was just he was a good guy in and out of the ring too yeah just the the worst kind of story yeah but uh yeah i'll uh i'll just get to mine really quick um before we uh, before we move on, uh, so my superstar spotlight this week uh, goes to Sukabans Sari. So based off the name and the promotion, many listening are not going to know wh- wh- who either is. Um, so Sari, so she was a former WWE wrestler who signed at the tail end of the Black and Gold era. Um, she was caught in the 2.0 transition. She was shortly released by the company. Um, she also, there was also some reports saying that her drop kicks were too stiff. So Bruce, you know, Vince and, you know, and Dunn, not a big fan of that. That led to the decision, obviously, um, for her to be cut. Um, and so she just was not, you know, a fan favorite from them, uh, from the start. But, um, this is a very true pro wrestler wrestling all over Japan, including the Sendai Girls before WWE, as she signed with the new promotion Sukaban in Japan. I think it's right in uh, Tokyo, I believe. Um, she defeated Hashimoto in a match that some are claiming is their early match of the year. So go check it out if you can. But Suri is another former WWE name doing well for herself after not being used properly post-Triple H NXT. But, um, yep, Suri gets the uh, spotlight this week. But we are going to move on. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yeah. All right. So, all right, everyone. It's now time for our WWF Royal Rumble 2001 uh, review. As always, we'll talk about every match. Give a grade at the end. This event took place on January 21st, 2001 in New Orleans. 411 Mania gave the event a 9.5 out of 10. So, let's see if we agree. Uh, are you guys ready? Yep. 
yeah, nine and a half, Dylan, or and, and Christian. So let, let's see if we're good we're around that. But um, we're going to start with the Deadly Boys. Uh, Challenge and edging Christian for the WWF Tag Team titles. Christian's attire was out of control. And liked how, um, as they were showing how this match came about, you know, the fight immediately started. Battling on the stage, quick tap to Christian, but eats uh, back elbow by Devon as the challengers are rolling. Lift up, uh, lift up powerbomb by Bubba, sidewalk slam, and a lot of near falls in the contest. Spinning power slam as Devon tags in. Christian blindsides Devon as Edge hits a nice suplex on the challenger. Commentary keeps putting over the head injuries of the Dudleys. Uh, neckbreaker by Edge, tagged to Christian as the champions are rolling. Jerry Lawler saying the Dudleys have concussions, really making jokes about it, and man, that would not fly today. <laughs> that uh, didn't fa- age well. Yeah, yeah I found <laughs> it impressive that Edge and Christian were chopping down Devon, cutting the ring at half, constant tags, always keeping the, guy, the fresh guy in. Double clothesline as Devon tries to make the tag. Ref didn't see it as the champions grab a chair, missed a, uh, the chair strikes as Devon has the double clothesline tag. Uh, Bubba is just on fire, tossing around the champions. Uh, the Bubba bomb was really sick, I thought. The headbutt where it hurts by Devon goes for 3D. Edge spears Bubba for a near fall. Chance mock the Dudleys. Uh, 3D connects um, from the challengers. One, two, three, and we have new champions. Um, remember, times were different in 2001. So when you grade these matches, it's going to be tougher. It, it was just different criteria. Uh, but mm-hmm. overall, I still think it was pretty solid. Um, the hurt baby faces overcame the odds. So we've seen the story many times. All the Edge and Christian sold very well as a crowd was hot all match long. We knew this not this wasn't going to be a technical warfare, but honestly, it was a fun fight. I wish Devon sold a little bit better. And after being beat up for so long, he's just immediately fine. So just a couple little things there. Still enjoyable as these teams always had great chemistry. Um, I thought the match overall made a lot of sense, but um, for what they were going for, obviously. But Christian, what'd you think? See, now I'm just I'm kind of conflicted with myself here because first thoughts, I, I thought it was just okay. I guess I expected more. These two teams are definitely capable of putting on a great tag team match, especially around this time. Uh, this is when Edge and Chris were. I mean, hell, I don't know. I was born in 2001, so not like I was watching, but... Yeah, you weren't even born yet. Yeah, no, I was born. <laughs> and much more I was born, so, which is wild. But um, even though I do know, this was when they were in their primes of tag team wrestling, basically. So, I guess I set the standard a little too high, because I was kind of let down from this match, gotta be honest. Um, the Dudley boys, uh, I, I have my thoughts about them. I don't think they're as great as people make them out to be i thought they always did the one same spot that got them over and that was it they didn't yeah really yeah, that, yeah that's that was their wwe run yeah and uh you know they're not technicians really um edge and christian we know how good those two are i don't know i just something just wasn't clicking with me in this match i felt like this could have been so much better all right uh don't what you think I feel like we're all going to be pretty split because I thought this was a great way to start the show. <clears throat> um, was it the best outing that Edge and Christian and the Dudleys have had? No, but I will take a bad or okay Dudleys and Edge and Christian match over a lot of other tag teams, period. Especially um, in this era. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we're in a, 
we're in the thick of like really good tag team wrestling, I think, in WWE. Um, you know, obviously the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, the Hardys, I believe in 2001, we're still doing good stuff. I'm trying to find the timeline of when Matt started doing Mattitude. I think it was in 2002. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so like, yeah, is it is it TLC for Mania with all three of them? No. Um, is it the tables match that the Hardys and the Dudleys put on? No. Is it still a lot of fun and it's really good? Absolutely. Um, I I don't know. I really I really enjoyed this, and I'm really really intrigued to see where you guys all rated this. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll start with that uh, Christian. Actually, uh, would you grade it out of five? I only gave it a two point five. All right. Uh, don't go ahead. See, I'm at a three point five. I'm at a three. So I think that is perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think that is absolutely perfect way to uh, to rate that. So you know, it's just all preference. But um, all right. We see Drew Carey entering their <laughs> arena. Um, Vince was also interviewed by Michael Cole, announcing Stone Cold would be in the Rumble. My goodness, dude. Michael Cole in 2001. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and then the, the, a lot a lot of uh, WWF 2001 stuff happened with Trish Stratus and Vince. And, yeah, nothing that I really want to talk about. But... Casey um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll just move on here. Um, so, uh, so Chris Bennett defends his Intercontinental title against Chris Jericho in a ladder match. That Jericho theme is so good. Uh, yep. Looks like a great feud going in, so let's get into it. And that starts as a fight with Jericho and the attack. Bennett takes the attack uh, to Y2J. Um, shoulder breaker, obviously, or the obvious target looks like the left shoulder as Jericho crashed against the ring post against steps. Chris climbs the, the ladder, but Y2J delivers an electric chair slam to turn the tide. Takes a ladder crashing against Bennett's face. JR saying this being uh, watched in 70 countries. As Lawler said, I didn't even know there was 70 countries in the world. <laughs> From Jerry Lawler. <laughs> um, Jericho's face crashes against the ladder, but Bennett goes for a suicide dive. Um, his face ricochets off a chair. Uh, that was really nasty. Y2J tried to slide the ladder on top of Bennett in a really cool spot, but misses it eats another chair to the face. Jericho gets tossed again into a ladder as weapons are being used early and often. These two struggle for position on the ladder as they both take nasty backdrops. As a prop, the ladder is being set as Bennett's head snaps. Man, that was nasty. Y2J using the ladder as a slingshot, taking out Chris. Octopus lock on top of the ladder was crazy visual. Pushes Bennett off the ladder, but uses his foot to push Y2J to the canvas. The Wolverine pulled out submission in this match. Massive backdrop for Jericho. Bennett misses. Uh, the top of the ladder headbutt. Jericho again pushed off the ladder, brings the chair into the fold, takes out Bennett, climbs the ladder. That's Chris Jericho. Y2J wins the IC title. Say what you want, um, obviously, about Chris Bennett, but this match was insane. I have heard great things about this match. This was actually the first time I've ever seen this match. Um, the amount of spots... Uh, used with a ladder, you know, a lot of weapons being used, you know, the chair, um, the ring steps, ring posts. It's just hard to fathom, but guys uh, balled out, uh, showed 
great chemistry. Fans were into it. Really liked the ladder match here. Christian, what'd you think? Yeah, I also really enjoyed this. I was, I said this should have opened, and I, I stand by that sentiment. I feel like this would have been a great way to kick off the Royal Rumble. I mean, a ladder match at the Royal Rumble to open the show. I mean, man, I meet up. Um, yeah, say what you want about Chris, um, uh, Chris, Chris Bennett, Chris Mayfield. Yeah, Duke could go. He could really go in the ring, and then Jared. We all know what Jericho. Uh, the Chris versus Chris matchup, really interesting here. And um, I don't know if you guys think this. The IC title felt important here. It, it, it did. Yeah. I, I don't like the spot it is on the card because it, it, that's more of the cooldown spot. So I don't know what they were trying to go for with that. But these two, I mean, Jericho, we know he's a legend, and him winning the IC title, it only fits. Um, yeah, absolutely. I wonder what happened to uh, Chris Mayfield a few years later. Um, well, yeah. we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we, 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 we won't talk about that. But, uh, about yeah, that. yeah, overall, really solid match. I really enjoyed it, actually. I wonder what that uh, Chris Jericho fellow did after this, too. But um, <laughs> All right, uh, don't go ahead. I mean, this is what happens when you put two great workers in the ring. This isn't the first time these two have had a great match either. Uh, go look up some of the stuff that they did in, in Mexico and Japan and WCW. I mean, everywhere these two have gone, uh, they put on compelling matches. And this is just another one of those. Um, this, I don't know if I've ever said this to you, Kyle, but this is actually one of my favorite ladder matches of all time. I've never um, seen this match. This is my first time ever. Yeah, it's one of those one of those hidden gems from the early two thousands. Obviously, I mean you got to think of WWE in two thousand one. I mean Stone Cold still at the top. The Rock, Triple H, a um, lot of names will get is to picking up a lot of scenes. Yep. Um, I mean the roster was so deep, and Jericho was a big name due to his stuff with WCW and and everywhere he had been, but for whatever reason, just hadn't seemed to like crack it. Um. And and you could say the same about his his opponent. Um, yeah. Here, again, very similar career paths. I mean, these two, they're like, they're they're very 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 similar to each other, and I think that's why their matches always worked for me. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna ramble. This is this is great stuff. Great stuff. It was nasty. It was that yeah. some of these spots they took. Whew. Um. We'll start with you, Dylan. What'd you grade out five? I'm at a four three. I'm also at a four three. Christian, go ahead. I'm at a four two. All right, so we are right around the same there. Uh, so we cut back backstage. Not going to get into all the, uh, the specifics, but Vince announces that Drew Carey will be in the Royal Rumble. Um, Ivory with Stephen Richards at ringside. That is a wild thing to think about. Uh, defends her WWF women's title against China. Really impressive video package putting China over as a babyface, coming back from injury. China tossing Ivory across the ring, snap mirror from the top, tosses the champion around on the outside. These two battle on the crowd, lifting Ivory uh, over her heart, oh, over uh, her head, uh, throwing her on the outside. China starts beating up Richards. The handspring splash was really cool. But after that, China collapses to the mat as Ivory, out of nowhere, pins the challenger to retain her title. Uh, JR lowers his voice, talking about basically how serious this is. Uh, Billy Gunn and Lawler 
I believe, get to the ring um, as China leaves on a stretcher. Uh, the match was a squash. It was still pretty uncomfortable finish, like using like the whole neck thing. Um, but, uh, you know, times were uh, a lot different 23 years ago. But so short, nothing to really, you know, sink your teeth into. Uh, but uh, don't, what are your thoughts on this match? It was, it was very odd for me. Yeah, I mean, it's not really much of a match. Yeah. It was definitely – so this ultimately led – I believe they had a match at Mania. So this was all definitely just an angle. And China basically squashed her again. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a massive fan of something like this serious happen. I yeah. get like injury angles happen quite a bit. Yeah. They could have done something like Ivory just stomped her out in the corner. I guess she was injured coming in. I don't know. I think it just – I don't know if you could really overbook something that went three and a half minutes, but I think they just went a little too extreme, maybe yeah. is the way to describe it. You could have done the same thing doing something entirely different. You could have done Ivory getting up, DQ win, like I said, stomping around in the corner, done let her up, beat her down with a chair, right trying to off for a month, two months, and then you have the Mania match. Could have done something like that, but – they went with this, so whatever. Yeah, uh, Christian, your thoughts? Uh, uh, women's division pre two thousand fourteen. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're not even going to grade it. There's just not enough here, and um, yeah. So I, we're just going to uh, not um, get into that. Um, Good idea. Really enjoyed. So they cut to the backstage, or not backstage, but they cut to a vignette thing. So, basically, they were asking, like, random fans on the streets their opinion on the upcoming championship match. I really like that. I really wish that they would, like, do that again. I, I know they do it for, like, the big events like Mania. I wish they would do it for just any, like, big show. I really like that touch. Um, Triple H with Stephanie challenges Kurt Angle with Trish Stratus for the WWF world title. Highly intense match going in. But let's get right into it. A little bit of chain wrestling, but Angle takes down uh, the King of Kings. Angle takes the fight on the outsides to brawl on stage. Triple H stomps the left leg of the champion as we're back and forth in the contest. Triple H goes back uh, to the ankle, drives against the chair, uh, uses the ring steps to further injure the body part. Absolute beat down on the leg, elbow drop on the knee as the pain continues to flow for Angle. Knee breaker chop in the corner was brutal as Triple H will not stop the Fisher's attack, followed with uh, with a figure four. Stephanie and Trish brawl on the outside. Vince comes to break things up. DDT by Angle. Uh, near falls galore in this match as H goes for a pedigree. Picture perfect moonsault by Angle. H takes out the ref as these two battle on the outside. H throws Angle into the steps, uh, but collides with the ref again. Overhead belly belly by Angle. Pedigree by Hunter, but no one to count. Um, out comes Stone Cold, destroys Triple H, striking him uh, with the title belt. Hunter is busted open as Austin connects with Stunner. Um, Ref comes back in, Angle pins Triple H for the victory. The in-ring action was actually not bad at all. It had a very slow pace, but you know that's what a lot of Triple H matches were. Um, but this was nothing more than a Vince McMahon special when it comes to big title matches. Uh, shenanigans, interference, and I'm not saying that this is the worst thing ever. But my goodness, it is the same formula 
every time it feels like in these big matches with Vince. Uh, really took away from the match, in my opinion. I did love targeting the body part as Angle is just Kurt Angle is just a freak. Uh, these two are in goat conversations for a reason, but this could have been so much better, in my opinion. The outside interfer- interference only took away from the match, but at the end, I think the story still made sense. Uh, but this was a Vince title match, Dylan. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, on paper. You could have had these two go out there for 15, 20 minutes, put on a compelling match, and you didn't have to do all this other stuff. Um, the only thing I could think of, if I'm not mistaken, both of them are heels here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He got a really good I, reaction. Yeah, I mean, he's Kurt Angle. But that is true. I'm, I'm pretty sure both were heels here, which heel versus heel just doesn't really work. And I'm wondering if, Are you like, sure? Cause didn't cause Anthony at no way out didn't he drop the belt to Orton? What? Or or did Kurt? No, no, no. That's right. They went to Mania the triple threat match. Or right? What did Angle do at Mania? This would have been Mania. I'm trying to to think of the timeline here. So Angle. This would have been Mania seventeen. Not Orton. Uh, Okay, so he dropped. Um, I was thinking of another another timeline. What did what did he face do um, here? Uh, he didn't face Jericho. Did, no. Oh, he faced um uh the uh, other competitor in the Intercontinental Championship match. Oh, okay. So I actually just had my timelines wrong. So Angle in two thousand what two thousand five had a similar situation where he lost the title at Elimination Chamber or something like that, and it. Whatever happened there. Um, yeah. But I just got, you know, the thing screwed up and Angle had, you know, another match. But, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, this was – could have been so much better in my opinion. But, uh, Christian, go ahead. God, Vince makes me scratch my head. You have Kurt Angle, who is the second greatest in-ring performer of all time, in my opinion, of course. And you have Triple H, who – Kyle, you say he's the go. You say that for a different reason. Come on now. Who, I mean, I'll be honest, I was never in love with Triple H's in-ring work. I thought he was solid. He was very solid, and he was very well pushed. Well, when you when you marry the boss's daughter, I mean... Oh, yeah. he was well pushed before that happened. Yeah, he was well, yeah. But after, you could really tell. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Well, I mean, yeah. This match could have been ten times better. Uh, honestly, that outside stuff with Trish, Steph, and Vince, I got annoying. That just annoyed me. Didn't need to happen. I mean, this is your big title match of the night. You know, obviously, it's not the biggest match of the night. No one's coming out of this match. It just could have been so much better. And the in-ring action, to me, felt a little safe. I don't know. It didn't really feel like they were both trying to go at it, go for it. It was a protected finish for Triple H, which I don't disagree with. Yeah, uh, you want to make him look strong. Especially going into WrestleMania. I don't even know what he did at that menu. Uh, Who, Triple H? He faced yeah. The Undertaker. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because this is going into X7. So, oh, he faced, yeah, that was the... He faced, he faced The Undertaker. Three times at WrestleMania? Yep. Wow. Lost all three mm. of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that Hell in a Cell match was great, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this match could have been so much better. I really like Kurt Angle with what he can do in the ring. 
it sucks because really, if you ask me, his full potential wasn't rocking ever. I think I think when people started looking at Kurt Angle as a top tier wrestler is when he got to TNA. I don't know. I yeah, mean, I mean, he was just on. He was still really good though in WWE. Oh, yeah. like he was. He that's when we got. Himself. That's when we got Perk Angle when he went to TNA. Yeah, yes. but like I'm saying, like yeah, he Boy, was, was jumping off stages. Yeah, he was still really good in WWE. Don't get me wrong, but his potential was never unlocked until he got to TNA. That's when we really saw Kurt. Yeah, I mean, you can also tell, you know, who you know who was in charge and everything like that. But surprised uh, he didn't say he was too pro wrestling. Well, Angle was a very entertaining guy as well. True. So. Yeah, he could play a character. So yeah. yeah. So, but uh, we'll start with uh, you, Christian. What'd you uh, grade it? <sighs> this one was tough to grade. I went three point four. I still enjoyed the in ring stuff, but a lot, all the other stuff just took a lot away from me. All right, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm at a, I'm at a, I'm at a three three for a lot of the same reasons. Um, if you would have just made this a straight up match, we're getting, we're inching closer to the fours. I think all the other stuff just took it away from me. Yep. So, so I actually went at three point three here, um, as we uh, wrap the gradings up for that match. But the reason why everyone's here: thirty man Royal Rumble match with the winner getting a world title shot in the main event, WrestleMania. We already know going in that Rikishi secured the number 30 spot as the pre-match video package was awesome. Um, There's a lot going on here. I'm just going to do my best and um, just see where it goes. So so Jeff Hardy comes out at one. Uh, Bull Buchanan, who uh, Dylan has a uh, poster of in his room right now, he was number two. Fun fact, Bull Buchanan, B-squared. He was uh, the bodyguard for John Cena during the Word Life stuff early on. Wow, I didn't even know that. Uh, oh, yeah. B squared. Yep, poor Beanie, big buff, <laughs> big, big giant buff guy. Or well, Beanie uh, and everything. Well, uh, yeah, so that happened. Um, so Matt, <laughs> Matt Hardy at three uh, throws out Bull. Farouk at four. He's a twist of fate. Swan Tom Bomb. He's eliminated. Drew Carey at five as Hardys eliminate each other. Uh, Kane at six. <laughs> Raven at seven. As Drew Carey eliminates himself, can't blame him. Uh, Raven gets a fire extinguisher, throws a trash can uh, in, as we see, Al Snow, who is at eight. Unprotected yep. trash can lid shots were brutal. Uh, Snow throws a bowling ball at Raven's nuts. Uh, double drop uh, toe hold on the big red machine. Perry Saturn at nine. And things are actually getting pretty interesting, I thought. A three-on-one beatdown Kane, Steve Blackman at ten. Grandmaster Sexy at 11. Unprotected lid shots. Kane is just on fire. Eliminations left and right. 12 is Honky Tonk Man. Sings and that gets thrown out after being nailed with a guitar, which was a complete waste of our time. Uh, Rock at 13 goes right after the Big Red Machine. Nice exchange. Godfather uh, next last 13 seconds. As 15 is Taz, who lasts 10 seconds. Um, out comes Bradshaw as Vince started creaming his pants with all the meat in the ring. Albert is next, followed by Hardcore Holly. Really liked Holly's exchanges with Albert as the ring is really filling up. Um, I don't even know how you say it, said his name. Was it K-Quick? K-Quick, yep. As... So for those that don't know, this is our truth Yep. Yep. And he looks the exact same 23 yep. years ago. Oh, yeah. That is, yeah. It's unbelievable. Man does not age. Uh, Val Venus comes in, 
takes a massive spine buster from Kane, Regal, and Test follow and get eliminated in two minutes apiece. Two quick eliminations for number 23, a big show, multiple choke slams as uh, gets tossed by The Rock. Um, big show, a choke slam through the announce table as Crash Holly is 24. Uh, Undertaker is next, um, helping his brother Kane as business is really picking up. Eliminations happen pretty quickly. Um, out comes Scotty to Honey, obviously not happy with his current situation. Uh, gets thrown out, but at least he had a catchy theme song. Austin at 27, crowd explodes as Triple H follows him and a brawl ensues. Austin already busted open. A Brothers of Destruction beat down uh, number 28, Billy Gunn. Number 29 is Haku. Going right after Taker, Rikishi's 30 as Austin's bloody mess. Um, down to seven, Rikishi eliminates Taker. Rock eliminates Rikishi. Gunn, Austin, Rock, Kane. Final four, who is going to WrestleMania? Rock sells Stunner really well. Rock eliminated by Kane. Austin takes out uh, Kane. Or, I, I think... I, I think Gunn got out first, and then it was Rock, um, and then Austin was able to take out um, Kane as Stone Cold wins the Rumble. Massive reaction. I think the beginning and the end were actually very solid. Hardy spots. Um, I really like the whole Raven, El Snow, and Kane exchange on the last five minutes, or in that match. And then, obviously, like I said, the last five minutes were awesome. Everything else I thought was very forgettable. Um, 15 of the 30 competitors in this match, 15 were three minutes or less. Think about that. 15 were three minutes or less. So it's really hard to make stars doing that. Very top-heavy rumble. It did deliver and had, you know, the Rock-Austin exchange, as we kind of knew what was coming, Dylan, from this. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this was a very solid rumble. But some people said that this is the best Rumble of all time, and I just do not agree. So don't I think I think people like to consider it one of the best Rumbles because I think, to my knowledge, this was the first Rumble that featured some sort of weapon. Yes. Um. So, like, like you mentioned, there's a lot of trash can lids. There's a lot of stuff. Um. This is also the Rumble that Kane set the record. Yeah, eleven um, right? with his with his eleven eliminations, which has been broken twice now, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, so I think that's why people hold it in such a high regard as those two stats. And then obviously Austin picking up another win. I can't remember if this was his second. This might've been his third rumble win. I think which, they which did they, I'm trying to remember if they mentioned it or not, but yeah, I think they did. This wasn't his first rumble win. Um, I believe it was his third. Which still stands as as yeah. a record, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I think due to those all time things right there, that's why people hold it in a high regard. Like you said, half the field not making it past the three minute mark is pretty forgettable. Um, while Christian's going through his analysis, I'm gonna look up times from this past Rumble, and just yeah. to see how many people made it past the just uh, past three minutes. But, um, I mean, hard to go against Stone Cold winning a Royal Rumble, especially in 2001. Um, and all the other shenanigans, even with the very fast eliminations, were, were enjoyable. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. You, you want to see people get hit with trash cans in a Royal Rumble match. That's a lot of fun. So, um, 
I'm not going to complain too terribly much, but did feel odd at times. Like you said. I, I do think it was just who they were thrown out in less than three minutes was the big story here more so than, you know, you know, Drew Carey right. got more time than Taz and, you know, Tess yeah. really did anything. Will and Regal at the run. So it was just, I think it was just the quality of people who were, mm-hmm. um, but um, Christian, go ahead. Rumbles are already hard enough to evaluate. Um, I know I'm going to have a field day trying to evaluate next week just because, I mean, there's so much to keep up with. I'm trying to remember, I mean, I'm having a hard time even remembering all three. Like some of the names you mentioned, I don't even remember them being there. That's uh, 2001 WWE. So, and like, hell, even, I mean, well, saying that, even last year, I. I couldn't name all 30 participants in last year's Rumble. I oh, could, God, I couldn't either. I can name the big ones, you know, obviously Rollins, Rhodes, Walter. <laughs> and then the list got to I have them in front of me, so I can't say anything, but. Yeah. I'd, have to, I'd have to really think about it. Yeah, I, w- I know well, Crash Holly, Taz, all of Ivory's, like, whatever they were, were in there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Drew Carey. I want to talk about Drew Carey. Listen, love the guy. Cleveland legend, big-time Browns fan. He's my type of guy. But to get a spot over somebody who could have used it, <laughs> I mean. That's Vince. And that's really Vince. Well, what are we doing here? Um, Honky Tonk Man I wasn't mad about because I get it. He was, at the time, the longest reigning IC champion. You could have left him off, though. But, yeah. I, um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just an up and down rumble. Uh, the Stone Cold stuff, the Rock stuff. Obviously, that's going to be good. You know, Stone Cold and the Rock. Kane. If I had to give an MVP for this rumble, it would be Kane. Um, not just because of the stats and stuff, but I, I truly thought he was the best in there. In there, honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought he was too. And um, another thing I really disliked about this is the number thirty spot was spoiled. I. I am a firm believer, and I have my critique in today's WWE about it. The entrance shouldn't be pre-announced. It should all be a surprise. Like, Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, like, now they, they do the big ones. So, you know, obviously Cody's going to be in it. Obviously, you know, all these other guys are going to be in it. Whoa. So they just kind of do it to, you know. I think, and, I think he means where they're going to be. Oh, okay. I okay. Yeah. I got you. Like, like I don't want to know who number one is. Yeah, I don't. Like, I'm with them starting it off. Oh, I see. I see. I thought. I thought you meant just like who in general was going to be in there. Well, no. Like we we know. Like if you're not in a match, like a normal match at the Rumble, you're going to be in the Royal Rumble. So, yeah, and you know you're going to have about ten to fifteen filler guys who yeah. aren't even close to winning a Rumble, but they have to be in there. No, but see, that's the thing, though. The filler guys, I mean, you can help build a star up and have them last, like... Oh, oh yeah, they do it much like, better now, I feel like, yeah, at yeah, times like, than... Like, than the filler guy here. now is going to be someone like Ludwig Kaiser, who's yeah probably going to do very, very well. So. Who they clearly have plans for as a single star, I think. Oh, yeah, and then his interaction with Xavier Woods and Xavier looked really yep. good on Raw, so those are some of the filler guys. I got another point. There really wasn't much stories told in this rumble at least from my understanding i mean i didn't watch anything before the rumble i didn't watch any smackdowns or raws on this so i don't know maybe i am missing some but from my understanding there was really no storytelling in this rumble except for obviously stone cold the rock triple h all that so i don't know just i i had my bugs about it it was it was 
decent, I guess. It wasn't great, but I don't think it's a legendary Rumble by any means. Um, Christian, what'd you grade out of five? <sighs> Rumbles are so hard to grade. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty. I'm gonna go three. It was good, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I had just a little bit higher. I went three, four. Um, I, I, I actually do think some parts of this was really entertaining. Oh, yeah. And then everything else kind of So I loved the Raven L Snow Cane stuff. That was actually probably my favorite, whole, the favorite of the whole match. Didn't you guys uh, beat L Snow? Yeah, dude, it still feels it like was a just, it dream. Was, it was one of the oddest interactions with anybody that we've one ever of, had. <laughs> one of the biggest jugs of water I think we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, we were outside doing. waiting for the show to even let us in, and this dude just gets out of an SUV himself. I, he drove himself. I want to point that out. He drove himself. He didn't have someone with him, and he just like walks by Kyle and I. And he's like, "How you guys doing?" And then he just walked right in, and we're like, "How come he gets to go and we don't get to go?" In? <laughs> Dude, that jug yeah, of water, dude. man. I'm not. I'm, that was massive. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not lying, man. It was. Oh my gosh! That I motherfucker had it like half drink too. By the time we got in and met him, <laughs> isn't, isn't he also like ripped too? Yeah, he's, oh, he's, dude, his arms yeah. are bigger than Kyle and I combined. Yeah, dude. yeah, he's freaking jacked. So, yeah. um, yeah, I yeah, shout out to El Snow. Yeah, yeah. Also, um. Isn't he running OVW, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Yeah. So he, he's actually a big guy. shout out. Big shout out to Al Snow. But he, he did screw my guy, he's EDP, so yeah, fuck that guy. He's a snake. Yeah. But um uh Dylan, did you give a grade? Yeah, so I'm at a three as well. Rumbles are hard to rate. Um I think this was just a Royal Rumble with legendary moments, not necessarily a legendary Royal Rumble. Also, I looked up some stats for you boys before we move on. Mm-hmm. Kyle, you said 15 people didn't make it to the, yes. the three-minute three mark. mark. Yep. So of the 29 men that competed in this last Royal Rumble, remember, Rey Mysterio never got to the ring, so he doesn't count. 21 of them made it past three minutes. Ooh. The women's Rumble. Oh, that's 20, a little bit different. Oh, 27 of the 30 made it past three minutes. Wow, I thought it was gonna be a yeah. I thought it was gonna be a lot different. Wow, no. hey, twenty-seven. I'm, I'm... Only only three people in the women's rumble did not cross. And, the three in the Chelsea were... in the Chelsea Green one now make complete sense. Yeah, it was Chelsea Green who lasted five seconds. Fair. It was B Fab who lasted thirty-six seconds, and Nia Jax who lasted a minute and fifty-seven seconds. Well, B Fab. Yeah, that was yeah. But. Yeah, that's a yeah. I I haven't thought about B Fab here in a minute, but yeah. So that that is uh, the uh, Royal Rumble two thousand one. Um, Dylan, you want to give your uh, quick thoughts on the whole uh, show? Uh, Great out ten match of the night. Yeah, I mean, I thought the undercard was was better than the namesake match, and I don't always like that to be honest. When it comes to the Royal Rumble pay per view, the IC title match, like I said, it's one of my favorite all time uh, ladder matches. Um, that easily is going to be match of the night. I'm just going to get that out of oh, the way. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good, good show. Rating it a, a nine point five. Yeah. Um, Ooh. I have I have TJR wrestling in front of me right now, and they rated it a nine out of five. <sighs> I don't know if I just missed something. The IC title match was great. I love the tag title match. The world title match was was very overbooked, 
in my opinion. Yeah. Um, even the squash match, I felt like had I it just kind of did a little too much in the three minutes. Um, and then the rumble was the rumble. So I'm gonna go at like a. I'm still gonna rate it pretty high because of that IC title match and the tag title match that I like so much. I'm still gonna go at a seven nine, which I feel is being generous for the rest of the card. Uh, but rating it a nine, I I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, it it must have been Dylan. It would be like you had to be there in the moment to rate it a, like so high. Yeah. Because right. now, because now when you watch wrestling, you go back and watch that. I mean, it had to be in the moment kind of thing. Well, I mean, yeah, I definitely tried to put myself in the situation yeah. of like, okay, no, this is 2001 Kurt Angle, yeah. not the Kurt Angle that we saw on TNA and all that stuff. Or right. this is 2001 Triple H, not. I feel like Triple H got better as he got older, oh, in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like his matches were better the older he got. Yep. Um, I thought the Rumble was just kind of full of some goofy stuff. And, I mean, the roster was just not that deep in 2001. It was a lot of big heavy hitters, few few key mid-carters, and then it was a bunch of, bunch of curtain jerkers just standing there curtain waiting jerks. around. Yeah, curtain jerkers. I bet you didn't think you'd hear that today. No, um, <laughs> but, like Scotty Tuati. Yeah. Uh, Crash Holly. Drew Carey. Drew fucking Carey. <laughs> um, who were some other ones? Haku uh, was in the match? Yeah, yeah, Haku was in the match. I, I have my list here. Oh, yeah, The Godfather. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bull Buchanan. Yeah, Bull um, Buchanan was second. Yeah, Farouk. And I, there's just a lot of names here. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's about how I thought about it. <laughs> So, I, yeah, I thought Billy Gunn actually looked pretty, pretty well in this one. Uh, he's in the the one Billy Gunn. I don't know if you guys caught that. The one Billy Gunn. Mm. Don't know why that was a thing. But, yeah. All right, uh, Christian, go ahead. Look, the good moments were good. Just kind of the, – the bad moments were just very too noticeable for me. Um, what there was some enjoyable stuff. Like I said, the ladder match did a lot for me. I really thought that Chris Njoku and Chris Jericho really made the title feel important, which I do like because at the Rumble, look, that's always going to get overshadowed by the world title being defended or the actual Rumble match itself. So I, I do like the presentation they gave the IC title match. Given the ladder match, obviously elevated it for me. Tag title match, I wasn't as crazy about as you guys were. Um, and the Ivory China stuff, just. Something you don't do. And uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. A squash match was overbooked. I don't know how it's humanly possible. Um, Vince made a way. Man. He found a way. And uh, Triple H and Angle could have been so much better. But it was still okay. Still good. Yeah. Pro match what it was what it was. But uh, match of the night goes to Chris um, Chris Golf and Chris Jerry. Yep. Um. Rating on 10, I'm going to go with the three-quarters point at 7.5. Yeah, so I, I'm just going to go right to my – I actually gave it a 7, uh, so I'm a little bit um, lower than you guys are. And my match of the night obviously goes to the ladder match. These old shows are always hard to review because this is when Dylan and I were very young. And not with like witnessing the product week to week, so we didn't know you know storylines going in, whatever. And that Christian wasn't even born yet, so it was hard for him to you know keep up with this. Um, wasn't even I, 
conceived yet, I don't think. Oh, no. Uh, I was conceived like before that, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah, right before. Um, I could see in the moment this show being really good. But the problem is we've seen so much wrestling in today's era. And to me, it's just better, in my opinion, yep. than you know, the larger. This era it is bigger and better than the larger-than-life characters like The Rock, Austin, in that era, in my opinion. I am more of a pro-wrestling guy than a sports entertainment guy. Um, few issues in the women's title and world title matches. The latter matches of Banger Solid Opener and the Rumble was enjoyable. To me, this is nowhere near 9.5, to say the least. Uh, times are just so different. So grades, you know, are going to be a little bit all over the place. But um, not a bad event. Just that was just my opinion. Just okay. Um, so I went seven. But uh, that is it. Um, really the, quick. Kyle, you remember when I told you that the ruthless aggression <laughs> was better than <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> You're gonna be seeing a lot of this, and we're also gonna go back to the ruthless aggression era at, uh, at some points. But. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, Dylan, dummy out moment of the week. What you got? All right, my dummy out moment of the week goes to Kevin Dunn. Um, so the Triple H hates Kevin Dunn tour continues. <laughs> um, so as Kyle kind of pointed out last week when we were talking about SmackDown, the uh, the coffee shop segment between Tyler Bate and feels so good to say legally now Pete Dunn. Um, because <laughs> you know anyway. <laughs> Um, Kyle pointed that out, and I'm sure he remembers, and Christian, maybe when we get a little further in the black and gold stuff, towards the end of black and gold, that was a pretty common thing. Yes. It's like real-life segments. Apparently, Triple H permitted the now-current Senior Director of Content and Development, uh, Jeremy Borash, uh, to build a production team for NXT, <laughs> keeping it, quote, safely under Dunn's radar. And that <laughs> Triple H was so pleased with, Je- with what Jeremy Borash was doing with NXT with some of these real-life segments that the moment Kevin Dunn was out the door, who, by the way, hated the segments and thought they were corny and, and quacky, uh, Triple H started doing them on Raw and SmackDown. So, yep. uh, again, this just all kind of harkens back to Triple H has never liked Kevin Dunn and has wanted him out of sight for quite some time. Um, that now we're getting some of these segments and, and, you know, I've, I've made mention that the camera cuts aren't as drastic as they used to be with Dunn as director. Um, everything seems to be a little more fluid with triple H calling the shots. I don't know who's, who's in the production truck. I don't know if this article is telling me that it's Jeremy Borash or not. Um, if it is shout out to I Jeremy love Borash, yep. if it's someone else, regardless of who it is, you're doing better than Kevin Dunn in two weeks. And he didn't what the last decade so yeah um shout out to you but yeah that's what i got yeah i mean just another vince crony out of there you know we we always blamed bruce pritchard for a lot of this stuff um and you know bruce pritchard absolutely deserves a lot of blame but remember kevin dunn as we're starting to see was the number one vince guy like that's not even bruce it was him who reported to him got his um take on creative so uh, just just getting him out of there is a, is a really nice thing. So, Christian, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, good about all the Vince guys. I always thought, though, that a Johnny Ace was Vince's right-hand man. 
Yeah, it was probably number two A. Mm, with but, Pritchard and then with Pritchard is two B and then Dunn is one. But you know, we we got two of them out of there, so we'll you know we'll we'll see what happens with Pritchard. But um, yeah, Kevin Dunn's out, and um, life is so much better because of it. But um, Christian, what you got for yours? All right, so of course, starting last week, I will make this a thing. Half my done moment goes to Tony Khan, and the other half of the, my done moment goes to Tony Khan. So I said this earlier. I was going to bring this up. Uh, the Anna J. Deanna Prazo, fine match. But Tony Storm was ringside on commentary. Can somebody please tell me why every two seconds they cut to her putting the gray filter on? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. That was. I understand so- it, but... That took away from Peraza and Jay for me. That was just annoying. I'm sorry. Quit doing that, please. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what they're doing with the character. Um, you know, they're really trying to put over the fact, you know, what they're trying to do with, you know, the whole great presentation and the whole, you know, old I... style. Um, so they're trying to make her feel unique by doing that. But again, like you said, it takes away from the actual match. They cut and, to the um, seconds. Yeah, and they're you know obviously they're they're building towards this match. Yeah, can they can they build it another six weeks? They're probably going to. So I think Storm Perazzo is going to be actually good. Oh, the yeah. problem is Storm does not wrestle well under this gimmick. No, there has not been one good Tony Storm match. I will argue anybody. There has not been one good Tony Storm match under this gimmick. So um, yeah, I. And, and and I thought in a J and Browse was fine, but yeah, I I, I really agree there. But uh, don't have any thoughts. I, I mean, I don't have really have much to add. Um, I do think Tony Storm needs to go back to the Tony Storm of um, yeah. NXT UK yeah. and the stuff prior to that. Um, while I I don't hate the timeless gimmick, but I agree with what you said. Ever since she switched to this gimmick, I. She's clearly switched up her wrestling style, I think, to fit it more, and I just don't think it works. Yeah. Um, I don't hate the gimmick. I don't hate the promos um, as much as, as you might, but I totally agree with the in-ring stuff. She needs to, she needs to work on something fast. So, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I hate the gimmick or anything. It's just during a match when there's two other females in the ring, I don't need it's annoying, yeah. camera yeah. every two seconds with the gray filter on. Just that yeah. hey, one sentence, cut back, just to cut back again. Like, I don't need to see that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can just do it two times during the match. Yeah. You, know, you do just... it one during the middle and one at the end. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or you just don't do it at all during the match. You could just have her filter for, like, like uh, maybe seconds. after. Or you could just wait Regular after, promos. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then again, I mean, Sin Cara got mood lighting at one point, so. Oh, I remember just that. Just a wrestling thing. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, absolutely. But, um. So half of mine uh, will always go to Vince, but the other half goes to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I guarantee everyone has heard the news about Kazuchika Okada as he gave his notice to New Japan Pro Wrestling this week. So I saw something that he was, I think he's going to be wrestling on February 11th for them, but I also saw another report that's saying that he's done at the end of January, so we're going to have to wait and see. But there's a lot of breakdown in the situation. So right now he's instantly the biggest free agent in wrestling. Um, 36 years old, still one of the very best today, can be an instant star for any of the big three. Also, Okada's not doing indies long-term, so we can rule that out as well. Um, TNA was a promotion that treated him like a joke back in the day. 
Um, he left, but now a new regime comes in, so he wanted to prove himself. I think he had a match a couple of days ago, really liked it. Um, by, you know, he could really prove himself by being the best in TNA after all the history, and he's got an added chip on his shoulder, so that could be something to look out for. Um, WWE, so Bronson Reed and others have posted pictures about Okada teasing something there. As we know, Triple H is obviously going to be interested um, in him potentially getting... I, I would do Nakamura at Mania if you get him. I know a lot of people want Walter, but that's, you know, we always, you know, dog on, you know, Impact for bringing a new guy in, giving him a title shot. So, you know, maybe have him work his way up. But um, Okada will instantly feel unique, different in WWE, and the added presentation would be really cool. I think we all expect him to land in AEW, though. Um, he fits mm-hmm. the pro wrestling first style, has a list of potential dream matches. Um, but he could potentially, I think he could get lost in the roster. Um, it's just so stacked right now. So I just don't know if they need Okada, which is just insane to say. I think he is going to be all elite. Um, I also think he might have trouble telling a story in AEW because that's just not their focus. Mm-hmm. Um but let's get into New Japan real quick. So nobody is nobody is really understanding the impact and the magnitude of him leaving the company. Like he was their guy. Like so him and Omega were like the Rock Austin. Um Tanahashi was their Cena, who still kind of like wrestles the part-time stuff, but he does a backstage role. I think he's actually in creative now. Um still mm-hmm. a lot of talent in the company, Shingo, Naito, Cop, Takahashi, um, etc. But remember, this is a five-time IWGP heavyweight champion, the current never-openweight six-man tag champion. Pretty sure he won the G1 like four times. Like, this was their Mr. Reliable, um, their big draw. So Okada's wife is also a big deal in Japan. Um, But losing Okada may be their biggest loss in the company's history. But Dylan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, To let a guy like Okada walk away, I mean... We've we've made the comments in the past that he's a, a walking five star machine, um, and all that's with New Japan because mm-hmm. his TNA run they made him um, a cheap version of whoever the Green Hornet's sidekick is. Yeah, I forget the character's name, but that's that was his gimmick in TNA. Um, so no, they didn't treat him well. You made a comment about AEW's roster being very stacked and it's like do they need them because they don't even know what they're kind of doing with with their people i have another hot take does it sounds very strange to say but does wwe even need them i don't think they need them but i do think for the they're 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 obviously targeting the japanese market i remember they're doing a lot of stuff with all japan and they're interested in doing something with stardom so this would be a way to kind of you know, test the waters of that. I, I really, I do they really need him? Probably not. But I, I do think he would be one of those like pro wrestling guys that they could use in big time matches. I and they could make him feel important. I, I mean, yes, all points are are accurate. But I just look at, you know, WWE just brought brought in Punk. Uh, they brought in Rhodes a couple of years ago. Obviously, Orton just came back from injury. Andrade's coming. Rome, Roman still Roman. Yes, the Andrade stuff, while not official official, report oh, it today was. was that was that yep. he has signed mm-hmm. um and that he should be appearing on TV 
I would assume at the Rumble. Yep. Would be the easiest way to to re-showcase him. Um, and I mean, just and then and then the guys that are already there, like I said, Roman Rollins. I, I mean, Walter's been built up really well, so he's going to be a main event guy. Balor's still kind of that fringe guy who you could put him in any division, and he's going to do good stuff. And Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is another one. Jey Uso. Jey Uso is another one of those guys. So it's like, I think the company that needs him the most, and if they can pull it off, it has to be TNA. Yeah. A right the wrong from way back when. Also, he's going to work a lighter schedule. I feel like in TNA. And he's going to, like, they need something to really build this whole rebrand back up. I said last week that the rebrand is mostly just the name, but, like, you want people to pay attention to you again. Okay, you have the name now that people remember. Like, people are calling it TNA anyway. So, like, you got that back. Cool. Now you really need to do stuff. I think the uh, the Ziggler signing was great. I think the Dana Brooks signing was great. You have to bring Okada. You missed out on Osprey. Um, You're not getting seems like. Seems like you missed out on Mercedes. Yeah. Um, and while Nemeth, to me, was a big signing, and it was the signing that I wanted them to make, he doesn't have a lot of time left. And I know Okada doesn't have a lot of time left, but he's a much bigger name, I think, at this point. Yeah. Well, if that, they could exactly. land him, it mm-hmm. changes everything for him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if Nemeth is a big free agent, then what's Okada? Oh, I God. mean, you the know biggest. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, Christian, what are your thoughts? I have, I've always compared Okada to Tom Brady, who is from, by the way, the home of the national champions. Um, you know, of course, what's known about Brady is he was the guy that could lead you to a championship no matter what. No matter what the case was. And this was Okada in the pro wrestling version. He was going to lead you to a five-star match or a classic or whatever, no matter what. He, I, I mean, I know I said this about Omega earlier, but come on, in reality... He's the standard of pro wrestling, I think. Yeah, and he was Mr. Reliable for New Japan. Yeah, exactly. He was always Mr. Reliable. And Kyle, as much as you know, me and you have talked about it, we got tired of seeing it. Him winning the G1s or winning the IWs. Yes. Oh, yeah. He just said, you know, New Japan just going back to the well like they always do. But with a guy as good as he is, that's hard to argue. And uh, they just let this guy walk for nothing. The, the guy that, I don't know, I'll be honest, before Okada got there, had no idea about his pen. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, it, it, it's really interesting to think about, too, when you think about New Japan's roster. A lot of young guys, I think they're going to hold on to Gabe Kid. I think he's a big part of their future, and I really like him. But Still got Naito and Sonata. Oh, yes, Sonata's another name that I uh, I failed to mention, but. Um, do they, let, let me, let me ask you this, Christian, real quick. Do they, are they big enough draws to make you, um, like want to see their big events like Wrestle Kingdom? Are they, are they enough to make you sign up for the, the subscription, the monthly subscription? So it's interesting to think about when, you know, uh, Okada less New Japan Pro Wrestling. I like Naito. I like Sonata. I like Gabe Kidd. Uh, Matt Riddle. Yeah, Matt Riddle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> F. Cobb is another name I really like. But as far as making me want to go get a subscription and watch all their big events, you know, I'm already not the biggest New Japan guy out there. I tune in once every couple weeks to it. 
I don't sit down. I don't go through you know, match results every day. I don't do any of that. I watch when I can, which isn't often. But now Okada's gone, man. This is going to be a lot less. Uh, as far as where he goes from here, look, WWE would be awesome. But like Dylan said, I they don't need him. AEW, they don't need him. And I, I want him to avoid AEW at all costs, I'm being honest, because he'll just get lost. WWE, he would be prominent, but there's a lot of mouths to feed in WWE right now. And so what about I, AEW? Well, Tony Khan will underbook him. Dude, isn't it just... And they, dude, they don't even have Osprey yet. I know. And that, that brings my point up about him going to TNA because TNA struck out on Osprey. So, and if you want to... Look, I like Dolph or Nick, whatever. I do. Is he really a needle mover like Okada? No. Oh, God, no. No, not even close. So, if you want to make that splash like Dylan said and make waves besides just changing your name back and going back to your roots, you have to bring in talent to go with it. And they also lost Black Tarus. He was on his way to uh, AEW. They lost Black Tarus? He's going to AEW. Oh, man. That... Yeah, you talking about a guy getting lost? Yeah, he will. Uh, he... Have fun in dark, uh, Tarus. And I, I, I bet he'll do some ROH stuff. I mean, I guess he, he's not going to really find his way in. A, but it's a, it's a really interesting conversation. Um, a source that I follow, Boozer, um, if you guys aren't familiar with him, he he is really, like, pushing that Okada, the WWE, could be a real thing. I don't see it happening, but, man, dude, if you hear maybe, like, a, the dropping the coins from a Nakamura open challenge at Mania, <laughs> that you want to talk about that, – that might be – you want to talk about one of the most shocking ever – that would probably be more shocking than Punk. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Now, like Okada and WWE? Ooh. Now, un- unfortunately, he won't get the pop or the reaction. See, that's why I'm worried. You're going to have to – I think Philly Philly at Mania, I think, would give him a big pop because that's a really big wrestling city. But moving forward, but moving well, yeah. forward, that would be an issue. And you're not going to put fucking Okada on NXT. So No. <laughs> why not? <laughs> Well, he's gonna get if he if he comes to (laughs) WWE, he's getting the AJ treatment. He's going straight to the main roster. I just straight straight to the top too. He'll be Styles Night. (laughs) Yeah, dude, could you imagine? Could you imagine having him face uh, Breaker like Trick Williams? (laughs) And I like Trick Williams, but dude, I I mean that's not even fair. No. It, it, you know, you you and it, you know it could be dangerous for the other because you know Okada just wrestles a different style. But but that is uh, that's it for that conversation. Uh, Dylan, what are we gonna do next week? Get us out of here. Next week is my favorite weekend of the wrestling calendar. Right back. It is the shut up. It the is... right back Invitational. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go get some of his uh, protein powder. Um, oh, no, it is it is the Royal Rumble. It is the pay-per-view I look forward to the most every year, and it is upon us. And we have so many questions. Um, it seems like Punk was going to win the Royal Rumble, face Rollins at Mania. Is Rollins going to be good for Mania? Mm. Is the Rumble about to be for the World Heavyweight title? So many questions, and uh, to be honest, all very intriguing, and uh, I look forward to it. So, well, yeah. 
that leads me to a question, Dylan. So WrestleMania weekend's not your favorite? No, it's the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's mine too. And look, there's just something special about WrestleMania, and I'm sorry, I can't. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree, but I mean, the Rumble is is that's always been when the Rumble's done right. I mean, and also, man, I heard real quick. I heard somebody say someone, some big podcaster. It might have been JD. He said that WWE has more intrigue and storylines in the men's Royal Rumble match than AEW has as a whole right now. Because think about all the storylines in the men's right now with Cody, Jay, and uh, with Even Drew, and, and Punk, and yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And then and then Bobby's got to look around for for Christ. It's just it's exactly. awesome. Yeah, it, it, dude, it's it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I I do think. I don't know what you guys think. There, it's either going to be down the three matches that they'll add. Um, if Kofi's going to go, they might do Kofi and Xavier versus Walter and, uh, and Ludwig. They could do DIY versus Judgment Day for tag team titles. But I ultimately think they'll do the three-on-three uh, cross AOP versus Bobby. And um, I, I could see him. But Bobby's already in the Rumble. So I don't know. Well, it'll, it'll be real. So maybe well, it is DIY. Wrestlers have done double duty in the past. They wrestle a match before the Rumble, then go in the Rumble. Is it usually announced though? Like, do they announce and then announce another match? Uh, uh, not. I mean, not always, but I mean, I I don't think it'd be a big deal if they did. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So we are uh, obviously we're going to uh, make our predictions on um on where everyone comes out. It's always the hardest thing to do. Um, but um, Dylan, Christian, and I all said with that we're going sixty for sixty. So uh, let's see, uh, see how close that we get. But um, I would Dylan, as we, sixty last year. Yeah. As we as we close things out, Dylan, um, you said Punk and Bailey. Are you sticking with that? Because I'm sticking with it. Uh, I'm 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 sticking with Punk. I think that's a no brainer. Especially if Rollins is still good to go for Mania, they'll they'll still do that match. Um. The women's match, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a fan of this, but I just don't not – I don't see where it's not going to be Becky Lynch anymore, not after that promo. But how, and I'm not, how you... I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. I want it to be someone else, and I think Bailey deserves it, but I just don't see where they – I don't see how they don't give it to Becky Lynch now. Not saying it needs to happen or anything, but so you, so you're kind of thinking of like who's going to eliminate her kind of thing, like yeah. who, like who in the match would. I just think the intrigue with Bailey, like with the Rhea stuff, I think would be some of the most entertaining stuff that they do. But I, I really, I could see Becky. Um, she's going to make a really, really big one, like a big run, and then she could also be number one. Just saying, so. But um, that is it from us this week. Um, or, Christian, you have anything different for the winner? The, the Rollins stuff kind of wrenched me a little bit. Uh, Punk's winning. I, I, still win. I do think Punk's winning, but now, and Dylan, I told Kyle this earlier, I can now see Cody winning to set up the Roman feud that way because we don't know how long Rollins is going to Oh, it could end up being look, I've torn ligaments in my knees. I've been told four to six weeks and ended up being four months. Uh, then again, I was playing football, but you know, that's the story. So this could be a lot worse. I think Punk will win, but I'm just saying if they do want to go different, 
to avoid having the world title at WrestleMania? Because they might not. I mean, I hate saying it, but it might not be there this year. I think there this is a way you can have Cody go to Roman. Yeah, I, I do think they're definitely going to – if it's long-term, I, I do think they would strip Rollins of the belt, especially if he can't be at Mania. Then you could do maybe something like – A tournament. Or do it at the even, chamber. You could do it at the chamber, or you could just throw a couple of guys together. You could do Zane, Drew, and Punk. I think they would do really well. So, you know, I think you have a lot of options. I saw somebody say that you should get Punk – you should pair him with Stone Cold. Yeah, I mean, that would be a big moment, but I, is there anyone that really wants to see that match? Not me. That's been a rumored thing for years. So, and another thing about Cody, it would be like the ultimate, like, okay, Cody's getting Roman kind of thing. We don't have to worry about The Rock. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but uh, that, there's going to be a lot of it, too. And the, the woman's story, there's a lot of women's storylines going in there. Rumble with Nia Jax and Becky and Bailey and uh, with Jay Cargill. So it's going to be really interesting as Mercedes showing up. So we will catch everyone next week. We're going to cover all of that. Um, and uh, we will catch everyone next week as we're on the road to WWE's Royal Rumble. Yep. Yep.